We are going to have a good time inside of today's episode. This is episode 239. We are getting close to that 250 mark, which seems like a milestone to celebrate. You know me, I'm always in for a good celebration. But the reason why we're going to have a good time tonight is not because of that. It's actually because we are going to talk about these super, super secret five things that you might be wasting your time on. I've got a couple hacks, some really great information about how you can gain back almost an entire hour, if not more, every single day of your life just by looking at these top five things that I see and observe other moms wasting their time on. And I too have to catch myself and remind myself to steer clear of So do you feel like you could use an hour or two back in your day? Do you feel like maybe it would be good if you had a little Chelsea Joe right there walking around behind you to help you systemize, to help you be super efficient and make the most of your day? Well, guess what? Today's your lucky day. You've got me in your ear and we're going to chat all about it. You may or may not be able to grab a notepad because you might be washing the dishes or walking the dog or out on a walk with the stroller or what have you, but that's okay. This episode will be here for you anytime whenever you come back. You can take notes then, but for now, what do you say? Let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode. Systemize your life with Chelsea Joe. That's me. And this is a podcast for modern women who are eager to live with more meaning and less overwhelm. We're about to tap into some fiercely meaningful relationships banging organization and time management strategies, and a rock-solid plan for our personal well-being with functional systems to those problems we all go through. Girl, if you feel like you're watching life go by from a window on the Hot Mess Express, then it's time to roll up your sleeves, dig in, and get your life out of the chaos and into confidence. Okay, I am really eager and curious to know if you are inside of my Facebook group yet. Now, you may not be on Facebook and that's okay, but Facebook is the best place for me right now to host a completely free community to be able to give you follow-up support and encouragement, accountability, and just general community and friendship after the podcast episode has aired and you actually want to apply what you learn. That's the best place. It's a place where we can share information and images, comments, questions, anything. So if you're not already a part of our Facebook group, would you mind doing me a favor and even yourself a favor? Go over to Facebook, type in the search bar, systemize your life and join our completely free group. We've got incredible information in there. We've got a couple guides there to teach you how to set up your menu board meal planning system, to teach you how to time block. There's a lot of coaching that happens in there. I go live from time to time, and that's truly the best place outside of your emails to stay up to date with the latest that's going on inside of the Systemize Your Life community. Now, I told you we're going to be having some fun inside of today's episode, and that's because I want to get really honest with you about some of the things that we choose to do as moms, as work from home moms, as wives, as keepers of the house, 
as the people that are super busy and trying to do all the things that you may or may not be aware of, or maybe you're totally aware of it and you don't know what to do about it. So today I'm going to be revealing the top five things that I see most people wasting their time on and what you can do to stop doing those five things. We're going to talk about some different blockers that you can put in place or just some different habits to create and systems that you can put in place in order to gain back an extraordinary amount of time in your day. And I'm not talking about like a few minutes here or there. I'm talking actual hours in your day that you could be saving just by not wasting time on these five things. Let's jump right in and get to chatting about the first thing. Okay, you know this is coming. If you could guess one thing that you probably waste the most amount of time on, what would it be? (laughs) What would your guess be? And I've said this before, I've said it a million times, we've got some really good information out there that... I've put out on the podcast. We've talked about this so many times because it truly is a problem. Uh, Sometimes before I record podcast episodes, I'll sit down with Blaine and I'll ask him, hey, what do you think? And I'll get his feedback on some of the things that I put inside of or the topic or the title of the episode. Or I'll say, hey, what do you think are the five things moms waste the most time on, right? And it's always just interesting to see what he has to say and by far and away he this was the first thing that came out of his mouth (laughs) and it's something that we talk about a lot and this isn't unique to women or it's to moms or to our age group it's to everyone it's to every single person right now and it is multiple things but we're just gonna call it your phone (laughs) that's what we're gonna call it I can guarantee you that if you do nothing different, nothing different with your life, but you just focus on this one thing that we're talking about, the first thing, not even number two through five, but if you just talk, look at number one and all the things that we talk about, you could truly get at least an hour back in your day. The best way to know if you're spending too much time on your phone is to go in and look at how much screen time you have on your phone. And this might not even be social media. If you're like me, you're deleting apps every day, every weekend. I don't have apps on my phone most of the time. Sometimes I put them on and as soon as they become a problem, I delete them again. And I know when they're going to be a problem. If I have a big project coming up, if I have something that um, is scary, you know, when I'm doing a new thing in my business, I'm doing a hard thing in my business. If there's something that I'm really trying to get done, (laughs) that's when I know I need apps off my phone because I'll just sit in it forever. And the thing about social, if you haven't heard me talk about this before, is that the platforms are actually engineered, strategically designed to be addictive to your brain. And so without you even wanting that outcome, it has already happened to you. It's already happened to you. And I realized this was a much bigger problem than I knew when I first, first years ago started deleting apps off of my phone and I would tap my phone just to be tapping it because I was looking for that interaction. Now, if you want to do some research on this, you're going to find some stuff that's not pretty 
You're going to find some staggering statistics about what it's doing to your children's brain, about what it's doing to your brain. I just read one statistic today uh, specifically that talked about how the way that our brains regenerate and recoup and learn and process is in downtime. And researchers are now finding and are very afraid actually specifically for our children, but it's actually happening to us as well. What's actually happening because we don't have that time. As soon as we feel bored, as soon as we're, our brains are in rest mode, we immediately reach for our phone to be stimulated. And so it's not giving our brain the ability to produce, to rest, and then produce and commit things to memory the way that it should, to even learn to truly be able to absorb the information that is happening to us in our world between us and our children, between us and our home, between us and our spouse, let alone everything else. It's not happening because we're spending all of our recovery and downtime in waking hours, right? The daydreaming, that stuff, the just stillness that we're completely removing. Think about what happens when you're sitting on the couch and you're watching television and a commercial comes on. What do you do? Do you grab your phone? You do because you're bored, right? As soon as your brain wants to check out from something, you're sitting in a doctor's office, you're sitting at a red light at an intersection, right? You're standing in the grocery line. All of these times when you go to grab your phone, you're actually doing a huge detriment to your brain and it's doing the same thing to your children. So I can't, I could talk about this for hours on end, but I can't talk about this anymore in this episode. (laughs) I just want you to be very, very aware that that is like the social part of it. And even if it's not social media for you, look at, and your phone will tell you this. I know for sure for Apple users, because I am, it tells you the first app that you interact with every time you pick up your phone. So for me, it's text, it's Voxer. You know, it's these apps that I'm going to to interact with people or it's my emails, right? And so I've just started deleting them off of my phone and it shows me how much time I spend on average in an entire day just chatting, just chatting in texts with friends. It's ridiculous. And and why? Because I'm not getting social interaction locally and it's at its highest whenever my husband is on shift at the fire station, right? It's at its lowest whenever he's home. These are the things that I need to be aware of to be able to put blockers in place. So let's talk about a blocker for this. Obviously, we already talked about how it's to remove social apps from your phone. And just to give you a little bit more understanding, I do have an online business and I do connect with people socially through the interwebs and my business is thriving. You don't have to have it. I have a really, really close friend that runs an incredibly successful multiple six-figure business and she has no social media at all. Her it's just not a thing, right? And I, I know multiple business owners that don't. So you can totally do this. I coach network marketers inside of my program, how to have boundaries with their phone, how to show up and do the work that they need to do on social apps and then get out. And it's really quite simple. You delete the app off of your phone. Whenever you need it back on, you go back into marketplace, you download it onto your phone and that's it. 
It automatically remembers your login information. You go in there, you do the work that you need to do and get out. Here's another blocker. You can use a third party planning app. I like to use the app called plan. You can go to plan that.com and it will schedule stories, it schedules Instagram posts, it schedules Facebook posts, it schedules everything. So you don't necessarily even have to go through your apps at all. It just depends on on what you're doing. Another part of this too, right, is like we talked about the text messages, putting in those focus modes on your phone will really help cut down on that. It's helped me tremendously. The driving focus mode is amazing. I can just be sitting in my car and that stupid thing, like I'll text somebody as I'm walking out the door and then I'll, I'll get to where I'm going and lo and behold, my, they will have texted me back to respond and my phone responds back to them. Hey, I'm driving right now. I'll text you back as soon as I get there. And they're always like, oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, that stupid auto responder. <laughs> Cause sometimes like it's, it's the same people and it's just automated, you know, and you can go in there and change it. You can change your settings. So there's so many different ways to really make this a mute point in your life. And then honestly, the other big part that I haven't mentioned to this yet is the news. Um, I want thousand percent of the time don't watch news I don't look at it on my phone I don't I don't have it anywhere we don't have we don't have local television on our tv um it's just a waste of time you know if you want to read sure read an article or two but the amount of time that you spend consuming in air quotes news off of Facebook I want you to really sit and I want you to look at how much of that information is actually constructively helping you reach the goals that you know that you're called to achieve right now in your life. There's nothing wrong with being informed, but I really would just challenge you. Are you looking at it to be informed? And we'll just put a pin in that right there. You can be the judge of why you're consuming news and how it's actually helping you versus hurting you. Number two, Oh my goodness, eek, not being prepared. Let's chat for just a quick second on how much time you've wasted this week by not being prepared. Let's get really, really granular with this. Let's talk about in the most five minutes, like let's just look at five minutes of your life. Let's dial in. Let's go with your morning routine specifically because we've been talking about this a lot on the podcast lately. So let's just get really into the nitty gritty with this and look at how are you wasting time? Because that's really what this is about, right? I want you to look at one specific time. You could look at the whole day. Sure, that's fine. But if you really want to start making changes for a long period of time, something that's consistent, you got to get in the weeds with this stuff. You got to look at efficiency. That's what my brain is geared to do is to look at efficiency. So let's just look at like the morning from the time you wake up until school and the time school starts, right? Time you send your kids to school or the time until you start work, whatever. I'll use me as an example. So here's one place that I found major efficiency happening. And you might think that this doesn't even matter. It's so insignificant that it doesn't matter. But when you build five insignificant moments together, and you think that each one of those costs you three to five minutes, there's 15 minutes of inefficiency there. Truly, right? That's crazy. 
That's like totally crazy to me. You take five insignificant moments that each took three to five minutes. So you're looking at anywhere from 15 to 25 minutes of your day just wasted on not thinking through things and not being prepared. So one of the things, we have a two-story house, drives me batty. Drives me batty how many times I have to go up and down the stairs and up and down the stairs and up and down the stairs. So I started looking at it. Where am I wasting my time in this? Well, Bailey comes downstairs and for the longest time I was meeting her upstairs. Well, I stopped doing that because she got more independent. And over the summer, who gets dressed first thing in the morning? No one. We don't do that in the summertime. Like, no, we do not. We hang out in our pajamas for as long as we can. It's summer. <laughs> like, I don't care. It's either pajamas or swimsuits. Like, that's what we do in Arizona. Now it's school time. So we're kind of easing back into that, right? And so I've just in the past two weeks of going back to school have looked at so many different efficiencies. And I'm I'm creating more and more efficiency as I go every single time to save every single year to save me more time where I used to keep the backpacks in poor Blaine for the longest time was like, Hey, would you mind just keeping the girls backpacks on the go bench? And this year I don't want them on the go bench because I've learned that I have to remind the girls three, four, five times to bring their backpacks over and load them because they're just out of sight. And I know that in order to create habits, things have to be visible. And our go bench is at the entry of the house and we go out the garage door. So now I'm having him bring them in where he wanted to put them last year because it made more sense to him. I should probably go talk to him after this podcast episode and be like, hey, remember that one time when you were like, why don't we just leave them right here in the kitchen? I was like, nah, how about we not? Because it makes the kitchen look messy. (laughs) I'm over that now. I'm all about efficiency, right? It's these little teeny tiny things that I want you to look for. How can you be more prepared? How can you make sure that as a completely different example of preparedness, that when you leave the house to go run your errands, that you're being super strategic. When you sit down to plan out your entire week, you look at all of the places that you have to go and you structure your errands around that. Or you look at, these are all the phone calls I have to make. I don't need a specific block of time or a segment in my calendar that tells me I'm going to do all of these appointments and all these phone calls at once, I actually can do that when I'm sitting and waiting on, you know, Susie to get out of soccer. And I literally have to sit there and wait for 15 minutes. Like, be very strategic. Instead of being on, you know, the opposite side of it, where you feel like you're just putting fires out and you're being very reactive, super reactionary to everything that you're doing, which is probably one of your biggest wastes of time. All five of these are your biggest wastes of time. I just get really excited when I talk about taking that that rag, right? Think about having a rag and taking it and wringing all of the water out and putting it in a bucket and leaving nothing behind. Like all of those drops of water eventually end up filling a bucket. And so That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get as efficient as we possibly can and wring out every single minute from our entire day. And then we want all of those buckets, like that one bucket, right? All of the drops of water, we want to put all of 
the specific things that we have to do for home, all of that time goes into one bucket. And all the things that we do for our work or for our business, it all goes into a different bucket. We don't mix it all up into one bucket because then that gets really overwhelming for our brain. So that is where preparedness comes into play. Some quick blockers that you can put into place for being ill-prepared are all the resources that we hear, have here on the podcast. The five block method will really help you and our fundamental needs workbook that I have on my website, chelseajo.co. You just click on the button free that's up there in the top right hand corner. And there will be a ton of resources there for you to workbooks, a workshop, all of that stuff and everything that I teach here is going to help you become more prepared. You can kind of go through there and pick whichever one that you think would be best for you right now. If you don't know where to start with that and you don't know what would be best for you, hang out on the website for a little while. There's a kind of a journey for you. It literally says step one, step two, step three. It tells you how to go through the whole process. And that's definitely where I would recommend you start. If you want more support than that, again, go hang out inside of our Facebook group. That's what it's there for. Okay, let's look at number three. This one's going to be pretty quick. One of the biggest reasons that you're wasting time every single day is because of procrastination or avoidance. Like just get them do thing, girl. Go organize the drawer. Go get them dishes done. Tackle that massive pile of laundry. Here's the thing. You're either avoiding something because you got some fears that you need to to tackle that you really just needs to like figure out, get through it, and then be like, oh, that wasn't so bad. Or it's just because you're sick of being in the cycle and you don't want to do it. It's not something that lights you up anymore. You've lost your joy. You're overwhelmed. You're overworked. You're frustrated. And you just simply are sick and tired of doing dishes. You're tired of cleaning all of the time. You're tired of nagging and yelling at people to get them to help you. You're tired of being tired. And I get it. <laughs> You're going to be tired forever if you don't get a whole management system in place that works. If you keep putting this off, nothing's ever going to change, like at all. We talked in a recent podcast episode about my home management system that you can check out at chelseajoe.co backslash academy, which is absolutely a no brainer. In four weeks time, you can have a brand new home management system in place that works. It's completely flexible and it is there to make sure that you have the time that you need to be able to be successful as a work from home mom. And that's what you really want. One of the biggest reasons why you're lacking the time that you need is because you keep putting things off. You're not just getting up and doing the stuff that needs to be done because you don't even know where to begin. And I totally understand that, but just stink and start somewhere. Like get up and just start doing the thing. And I know it just seems like there's so much and you've done this so many times before and you feel like you just keep going back and forth and back and forth and over and over and over again inside of that hamster wheel. But if this is your big thing and procrastination is super hard for you or you practice avoidance, some of the blockers that you can put into place, obviously we talked about it, is having some good systems in place in your home. But also a really simple hack is just to set a stinking timer. Like 15 minutes of your life will be done and over with. And who cares if you didn't get all the dishes done? At least it's not two heaping piles out of the sink onto the counter and spilling over and smells disgusting. Like at least we're not there anymore, right? 
At least you got the fridge cleaned out. At least you got the car cleaned out. At least you got a little bit of that work done. That's better than not getting any of it done. Just set a timer, 15 minutes and go ham. And I can guarantee you, once you get into it and once you get started, (laughs) you're going to want to keep going with it. And if you don't, then just work your hiney off phone free, put some music on for those 15 minutes and just do your very best. You'll be so thankful that you spent your time doing that instead of scrolling social media, instead of watching random reels on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is that you do. I don't know, but you will be so happy that you just got up and got to work. Okay, let's look at number four. Oh oh my gosh. Look, I'm going to sound like I'm totally contradicting myself here because number four is you're wasting time on random housework. Now, not housework, because I told you just to like just two seconds ago to get your butt off the couch and go get something done. Yes, I do want you to go get something done, but that's only if you are really struggling with procrastination. Now, here's the here's the biggest time suck is the fact that you are like haphazardly cleaning and tidying and like, why are you doing this so randomly? It's, there's a much simpler solution. There's a real, there is a better way to go about keeping up with your house. Keeping it clean and keeping it tidy does not have to be overwhelming. It doesn't have to be complicated. It might seem like it right now, but like, let's just get you to like the baseline and let's maintain that thing. Like doing laundry at different times of day, different days of the week, it's not working. (laughs) Waiting until the laundry is so backed up that then you decide to go do it, that's not working. Waiting until things get out of hand and then doing it, it's not, it doesn't work. And just like, oh, it's time to do the dishes now because the dishes need to be done. Oh, it's time to cook now because everyone's already four hours past hungry. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but 40 minutes past hungry is not the time to start cooking. Like all the things that you have to get done in the day, oh, we got to leave and oops, I forgot to pack XYZ. Like that's not the time. That's not the time to be doing it. That's not the way to be doing it. Like literally just doing things whenever they need to be done is so counterproductive. You end up wasting so much time. Let's just look at a simple example of like, say you have more than one bathroom in your house. You should absolutely be cleaning all your bathrooms in the same one hour chunk of time. Like it's bathroom day. We clean bathrooms today. Let's go clean all the bathrooms. Kid A gets toilet. Kid B gets vanities. Kid C gets floors. Kid D gets tubs. And I'll supervise. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm kid A through D. No, no. My kids do help. They do for sure. Because I've looked at their strengths and I've looked at their weaknesses and I know what they like to do. And I assign to them things that they're good at and things that light them up. And we work together. But like just apply that concept to every aspect of all the things that you have to take care of in your house. Start grouping them together. Make it make sense. Make it efficient. Stop wasting your time. Okay, those are basically the blockers to put in place. No idea where to begin. Big blocker number one is just use my home management system. But since we've already talked about that, just dive into the to the notes that I just kind of went over. The real the real hack behind this is not doing things after they need to be done. 
And you might be thinking, well, how do I do it before it needs to be done? I'm talking about like the sirens going off and waiting to do something until it's screaming at you. You've got to be preventative. And the only ways to be able to do that is if you take a step back and you look at how to group things together in your house so that you can go to it and take care of it before it is calling you and screaming at you and it needs so much help that now you're overwhelmed because it's too much to take care of. I don't care if it's mowing the lawn, if it's taking care of the plants out front, if it's going to the grocery store, if it's organizing the garage, if it's, you know, making sure that like Bailey, right, has all of the right size clothing and now she can't get herself dressed and all of these little things that pop up that you have to take care of inside of your house, you've got to be systematic about it. So start with one system, one small system at a time, look at what needs your attention most right now and move forward one day and one week at a time. All right, number five. Ooh, this one's, this one's fierce huge time waster is conflict. How much time are you wasting every single day and every single week on conflict? Whether that be conflict with your spouse, conflict with your kids, or conflict with yourself. How do you have conflict with yourself? Let's talk about these and work them backwards. We're just going to talk right now about the blockers and the things that you can do to stop the conflict. I think we all know Maybe you've never even looked at this before, but it became very apparent to me early on in my marriage that I was not going to waste any time on conflict, especially when I started this business. It was like, well, I don't have time. I don't have time for that. And then adding in, you know, all of my health and fitness goals. I remember, you know, I don't know how, how long ago it was. But there was a huge opportunity for Blaine and I to have a substantial disagreement. And I wanted to leave to go to the gym. And I like had this conversation with myself that was like, do do I really want to engage with this right now? No, I want to go to the gym. And it immediately just thinking about the time component was such a huge trigger for me. It allowed me to so deeply think about my choices and what I wanted to spend my time on. There's a thousand other reasons why we shouldn't be engaging in conflict, right? But come at it from this angle. Look at your life. Look at where you're having conflict. So let's go back to where we were. There was conflict with our spouses, with our kids, and with ourselves. And I really want to spend some time shortly here talking about conflict with ourselves. This is the stuff that will pull you down and keep you down for a long time. Those thoughts that you have going on in your brain that are in direct conflict with what you're trying to achieve need to go away. You can't be in conflict with yourself. You can't have self-defeating thoughts about your body, about your potential, about your abilities, about your growth, about your regression, about your lack of. You can't do it. It will waste your time. It will either, if you suffer from anxiety and depression, will spiral you out of control. Or if you don't suffer from any of that, it's going to, from that moment where you start to have those negative thoughts and you start to be in conflict with yourself, 
you're going to lose your ability to perform at your best and wherever it is that you're choosing to show up. I can't be the best wife that I needs to be and wants to be when I am physically, mentally, and emotionally down on myself because of whatever it might be, right? I can't be a happy mom. I can't be excited about watering my plants and putting my diffuser on and vacuuming my carpets and taking care of things if all I'm thinking about is how much I suck as a wife and as mom and a keeper of the house and I can't and I can't and I can't and I can't. Don't be in conflict with yourself. Just stop. You're wasting so much time on those thoughts. That alone will free up the opportunity for you to get so much more done just by doing that. Conflict with our kids. What's a blocker for that? Positive parenting all the way. I have an incredible podcast episode that I did probably, I don't know, maybe 50 episodes back. I'm not sure. You can go into chelseajoe.co backslash podcast vault and search all of our podcast episodes and look for positive parenting in there. It's just like such a game changer. If you're going toe to toe with your children, I had to teach this to Blaine when we first got married. Well, it wasn't when we first got married because Frankie doesn't go toe-to-toe. <laughs> Bailey does. When she got old enough to talk, which was like at nine months old, literally she was a year old, they started going toe-to-toe with each other. I'm like, you, that's we're not doing that. Like, And I think a lot of parents don't understand that you don't have to get into a disagreement with your children. You really don't. You absolutely don't have to do it. You don't have to have disagreements. You can work civilly side by side with your kids to figure out something that works for both of you. You really can. And you can still teach them lessons. You can still be the disciplinarian. You can still be authoritative. But you can you can do it in a positive manner. Trust me, we're doing it at my house every day, all the time. We waste very I'm talking like maybe in a month we might waste 30 minutes of of our life, of our time on disagreement with our children. I mean, it's it's few and far between for sure because we practice positive parenting so much. So if this is a sore spot for you, that is the solution. Um, And you can reach out to us. We've got some really good resources. One of my favorite teachers on positive parenting is Ralphie Jacobs. And if you go listen to that podcast episode, uh, the interview that I did with Ralphie Jacobs, you'll hear all about just like her heart. She's super smart. Anyway, go check that one out. Okay. And then let's talk about conflict with our spouses and how we can stop wasting time on that. I think I talked a little bit about this already to give you a really good idea of it. But I think the most important thing, the biggest blocker for me is just focusing on what I want the outcome of that day to be. And if you're in a place where you are constantly engaging in conflict with your spouse and you can't even make it a whole day, I want you to just think about that time block. And there was a season in our marriage where we had a lot of conflict. There was a lot of, there was a lot of change. There was a lot of things that we were adapting to. And the blocker for me to keep me obviously using discretion, but sometimes sometimes even that is really hard, right? Thinking about, is this what I want? Sure. But for me, time is such a motivating factor because time is so precious, right? We don't ever get this morning back. We don't ever get this night back. We don't ever get this day back ever again, like ever 
again, tomorrow's a new day, but today we'll never get back. And so I just started looking at what do I want my morning routine to look like? If I was about to engage in conflict with Blaine and it was in my morning routine, I knew I was going to ruin my morning routine. Like I knew that that would not only ruin my morning routine, which is probably going to ruin every other time block, right? But I, I would just stay focused on what do you want to actually accomplish right now in the next 20 minutes, Chelsea? And does this conflict help that? Does it help you accomplish that? If the answer is no, keep your mouth shut. Like that's it. Just move on. And maybe you're not So for me, right, maybe you're the person that engaging in conflict looks like you retreating, right? I'm not a retreater for conflict. I'm an engager, right? And so depending on where you're at with conflict, that will tell you what your blocker needs to be. Maybe in order for you to prevent conflict with your spouse five days from now when you blow up because you've sucked it all in, maybe you do need to have a conversation in that time block so that you avoid the the conflict that you're having in a week from now. That just depends on your personality, right? The important part is that you really get into the nitty gritty with the five block method because that is your anchor for everything that you're doing with your time. That's the number one time saving hack for all of these things to show up to your five blocks and to really commit to them. Go back and look through all five of these. One is your phone or your screen time. Two is your ill preparedness, not being prepared for your day or for your week or for your month. Number three is procrastination or avoidance. Four is random housework. And number five is conflict and see which one you want to focus on the most right now. Can't wait to hear all about it over inside of our Facebook group that you're going to go participate in or join in for the very first time. And I'll meet you back here really soon for the next episode on the Systemize Your Life podcast. Hey, before you go, if today's episode was meaningful to you, I know it will be for others. So please head over to iTunes, subscribe, then leave a review so more women can join our community too. And did you know that you can have an incredible impact on the women in your life? That's right. All you have to do is share what you learned today. Take a screenshot of this very podcast, tag me, and post it in your stories. What do you say we make a mighty breadcrumb trail for all the other women around us so we can make a change to the culture of how we care for each other and ourselves? I'll look forward to connecting with you over on Instagram until next time on Systemize Your Life with Chelsea Joe.